When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. <laughs> oh, that's my evil laugh. Hi, um, I'm Don, and Tom is over there, but he can't speak right now. <laughs> my evil plan worked. No, I'm kidding. He's having technical difficulties, so it's going to be me for a minute, which is fine. While he figures out, he's going to reset. Reset your internet, too, Tom. Reset your whole internet-y thingy over there. Uh, we're here to talk about money, no matter who's here to do it with you. And we do it in all kinds of ways. We help you on the show. We help you on the website, TalkingRealMoney.com. We have advisors who will help you. We do it. It's, everybody's out there to help you. We really do believe in helping you for free for nothing. And you can call us right this very moment, right now, because I know that lines are open because they all are. 855-935-TALK is the phone number. That's 855-935-8255. If you are thinking about getting into some sort of an investment, call before. If you've already done it, well, then we'll try to figure out what's the best course of action from here. If you are trying to save for retirement, you're trying to create an income plan, you're wondering where the money's going to come from to support you, if you're trying to put a kid through college, if you're trying to buy a car, if you're in debt up to your eyeballs, whatever it might be, if it has something to do with money. Okay, not just vaguely to do with money, more specifically to do with money. Give me right now, me, a call at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. So easy, so simple, and so different than everything else out there. There is nobody that I know of on the radio doing something like this, where we give you advice based on science, on academic research, on decades of experience uh, that isn't self-serving. Oh, there's so much self-serving stuff out there. Sure, we're in the financial business. Do we want to make a living at it? Yeah. But do we think we're the only ones that can help you? No. We'll help you find somebody else. We're like Santa Claus and Miracle on 34th Street. We're Macy's. Gimbal's is down there. Sometimes Gimbal's is better. Or whomever else. I guess Gimbal's didn't make it. And so, give us a call. 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. While Tom gets re tries to get reconnected. We both, this is funny. This, came, this article came out in Bloomberg Business Week last week. And both of us almost simultaneously went, Oh, what a great piece to talk about on the show. The article is entitled, What to Do with Your Money and Your Life. In a wild new world, and it is a wild new world. It's so different since the pandemic. I know you feel it. Things have changed. Even for money, it's changed. It's changed in so many ways, but, but in money. I mean, for example, 
we hadn't had any bank failures since 2008. And then we see suddenly, almost at the same time, two mid-sized banks, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, both fail simultaneously. But not only did the FDIC step in, but then the government stepped in altogether and said everybody's going to be made whole. Other banks picked it up. And, and this is something that we have talked about in the past, that I have definitely talked about in the past when we've had problems with banks being in trouble. The reality is you are, no matter how much you have, likely to be made whole. You will absolutely be made whole if you have less than a quarter of a million dollars per depositor. Um, and uh, so you're in pretty good shape. As a matter of fact, some of the brokerage firms now are creating savings accounts where they're going out to multiple banks and splitting up your million or two into many different banks so that you get FDIC insurance across the board. But the question that was asked in this article is, with all this going on, should I be putting my cash under the mattress? And the answer is really, truly no. There are great rates out there. If you are worried at all, don't put more than a quarter of a million in any one institution. You're in great shape. Government bonds are paying well. Everything is paying well. Just get the short-term stuff. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do me a favor. Grab your latest investment statements if you know where they are. How many do you have? A lot? How many different investments are in each statement? A bunch? Do you own individual stocks, bonds, sector funds, and stuff you don't understand? Yeah, I thought so. I'm Don McDonald, and I'm pretty sure you have a case of hodgepodgeitis. But don't worry, it's not terminal and can be cured. But it takes three things. A bit of time, some fiduciary guidance, and a plan. There's a problem, though. Most financial advisors can't or won't provide any of those. That's where we come in. Tom and I will provide you the help you need to overcome hodgepodgeitis in a free, no-obligation meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. So scan or take a picture of all those pages you gathered, then go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, and set up a free appointment online or by phone when it's convenient for you. Let us sort through the mess and help you get started on a better, simpler future plan. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hi, welcome back. I'm Don, and guess who's over there with a mic that works now? Having been thrown out of the egg roll, I'm back. So, <laughs> he's back. Yeah. Uh, eight, and, that and, should scare you. Yes. you know, he scares me. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. We'll be back to talk more about what to do with the money in your wild life, the new wildness that is our lives. But first, we interrupt this program for a caller. Jacob, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, gentlemen. How's it going? Good, good, good. What's up, Jacob? So I have a, a, just a, a, a general question about some, you know, getting some good direction and guidance on, on kind of what to, to do moving forward. A little backstory about my situation. Um, I uh, went back to school, got a second degree, finally got my dream job. I had to hit and basically did a career reset. I went from making the low six figures and then cut my ended up cutting my pay in half. But to, <laughs> for the sake of my sanity, I made the, the move from blue collar to white collar and, and for the sake of my sanity from, you know, the career change and, and working my dream job now. But you know how it is, hitting the brakes and having to start over with lower income, all that jazz. 
I totally know the feeling. Jacob, you keep covering, Jacob, Jacob, you keep covering your mic up and you get muted. I don't know what's going now. Now, see, now you're muted. And before you were, then you were clear. That's really weird. Anyway, go ahead. What's the general question? Okay, hopefully it comes through all right. I'm up in the mountain. So the general question is, to make that career change, uh, I ended up liquidating my 401k for my old job to clear all of my outstanding debts. That way I could afford to live with a lower income. But now that I have um, the new job, you know, I'm just about to hit a year in. I've got 8% contribution on that 401k. And then, but what little bit of money I do have invested is all over the place. And kind of, I guess what I'm looking for is, if you were in my position and you wanted to have like an aggressive catch-up strategy, what kind of tips do you have for someone who might be in my position who was crazy in their 20s and kind of wasted a lot of money and a lot of time is now in their 30s going, oh, my God, retirement is really not that yeah. far away. You know, let me just, what do let I me do just to re- kind of get back and make up some ground? Let me reiterate the question. So Jacobs has a lot of investments all over the place, so like a hot, you have a hodgepodge. And so what yeah. should you do to get back on track toward your invest your your retirement goals that you know you and you you wisely need to get back to? And you you're saying you want to yeah. be aggressive. I mean, when you say aggressive to me, the first part is the stock to bond ratio. So, if you want to be aggressive, mm-hmm. you're not going to have very much in bonds, right? Uh 10, 20 percent, maybe less. Yeah. I mean, and if Matt. you're under the age of 40, I don't know that you should have a whole lot in bonds because you don't care that the portfolio is going up I or down. That's bonds. Number- no, okay, which is fine. Right now, yeah. There you go. Okay, then, then here's the part that I see most people make a mistake with. They have most of their assets in U.S. large companies, most of it, and mm, S&P yeah. 500, large cap growth, et cetera. Guilty. What you really, Guilty. What you really need to yeah. do Yeah, what you really need to do is diversify. I mean, here's an easy way to kind of do the math if you have to. You take 60% of the money and say it's going to be in the U.S., and you take 40% and say it's going to be outside the U.S., okay? Then in each one of those categories, categories, thank you, you divide it between big and small for U.S. and international, Mm. if you can. Let me make it easier. Let me make it easier because, I mean, I'm (laughs) I'm guessing you don't have uh, like six figures yet, right? Kind of yeah, that's a big old no, but I am debt yeah. free. Yeah, so free. here's what you do: you make it really simple. You go out and you get the Vanguard Total World Stock Index Fund ETF and? VT, and then you either get the Vanguard Small Cap ah. Value Index ETF or the Avantis AVUV, the Avantis yeah, Small Cap fine. Value. Yeah, so you do one that's a total market, just that, and then you add in twenty percent small or, cap value, or if you want to be more aggressive. 30% small cap yeah, value. That's true. So you're overweighting yeah. to a large extent the actual size of that asset class. So now you're really tilted to things that have been more productive over time. But so, more scary over time. Yeah. I think that's a great strategy, Don. Yep. And that's simple. And so simple. now you have exposure globally. You have some large, a lot of large in that one holding, but you've added in a large component of small value companies which the expectation would be that they outperform i think that's a great strategy and congratulations on the reset i, I, I that's you. a brave thing to do it i is. know the feeling but it's a brave thing to do 
Yeah, it's the scariest but most uh, validating thing I've done in my life for sure. <laughs> well, good for you. And sometimes we have to take well, a hit. You know, people say people say the four hundred one k and the IRA should be uh, in, in in violet that you should never touch them. But sometimes yeah. life throws you, you things that force you to do it, yeah. and you do it. You get past it, and you start over in an even bigger, better way. And that sounds exactly like what you're doing. Yeah. So good job. The tax hit was rough, but Congratulations. it let me, it let me pursue this path, and so I, I don't regret it. And thank you guys for that advice. I want to absolutely pursue it and take it to heart. Thank you. And it's a breeze, too. It's just so easy to do. Good luck. Get yeah. consolidated. Easier than climbing in the mountains. Easier, <laughs> yeah. than, easier than climbing around the mountains wherever he is because it sounds kind of murky. Well, it's because he keeps sticking his head in snowbanks. Like, eight, 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 no still snow. snow up there, right? <laughs> 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. See how easy it is? It's just so easy. Call us. Michael, you're next. Welcome to the show. Hello, this is Michael. How are you? Good. Thanks, Michael. Wonderful. My question, um, I have over $250,000 that I've taken out of the market. Because I've, I've been wary of our financial position as a country and this new emerging alliance with these Brett nations that are trying or attempting to have a currency to supplant the U.S. Uh, dollar as the currency of the world. So wondering... With all that happening, how do you feel where the market and stock market will go if that eventually takes place? Well, I think that's a huge leap to go to the dollar is going to repl be replaced by the you, the one or the renminbi. It's one. It's, yeah, it's just it's sure. just. I mean, really, uh, no no one on the planet wants to use the one in place of the dollar because you can't trust the Chinese government to allow free markets. So the, the, the whole premise is flawed from the get go. I don't know what source. I don't know from what sources you get your news, but they're a little whacked. Go ahead, Tom. Well, and I was no, going to add, the, let's the just alliance, assume you are the alliance, the alliance with Brazil. China, Brazil's Russia. currency is weak. <laughs> I know, but but they're they're actually going to become half the world's uh, population. Now they can supplant the U.S. as what? the oh. world. Uh, Wait, excuse, excuse me, but but have you ever studied history, Michael? I mean, the Brits, the British, the British for a for for over a century, for over a century, were much smaller than the population of the rest of the world. They hardly had anybody compared to the rest of the world, and yet their currency and their economy dominated the world until the U.S. took over. Uh, 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 during the 20th century, so the whole premise, the whole the, the argument, the the argument is all flawed. I, I don't want to have a political argument with you, but your argument is flawed. The fact is, these currencies are not trusted. Could it happen in 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 years? Sure, but we don't look out that Tom far. Tom and Don are talking real money for your real life and real future. Tom like and Don guy. are talking real money. 855-935-8255. We're happy to debate anybody. Go, no, we're not. You know, no, we're not. No, yeah, we are. No. <laughs> no. The thing is, 
And we're not laughing at, at Michael's. He uh -huh. may end up being right. Uh uh. He might end up being right. Well, yeah. May, in, as you said, 30, 40, 50 years, whatever it is. But here's the question Even if you knew that to be the case, how would you invest? Right. What would you do? What would you do? I mean, would you take all the money and buy Brazilian I don't know. stocks? I don't know what you do. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, and we own some Brazilian stocks, not very much. No. Oh, it just, again, what would you, if, would even you if you knew how Chinese the Chinese stocks? Uh, and he said the BRIC right. countries. We okay. own a little okay. tiny bit. E economically, economically Russia, Russia's, well, Russia's yeah. in trouble. Well, we don't own Russia anymore. We, everybody yeah. got out of Russia. Bra the beginning Brazil, of the war, Brazil so is not a very stable economy. Not They're good. certainly no. nowhere near ready to take the world stage as a massive power. Uh, India, Unless we're uh, let's, beef. come on, think yeah. think about that no. for a minute. No. India has a very... A lot of people, but not as good. A lot of yeah. people doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Asia, no, I agree. Asian I countries have had a lot of people for a... For, they've had more people than the, than the, the European world... For millennia, but that's not yeah, a good argument true. for for the for the quality of an economy. One of the reasons why the U.S. dollar just let's let's just discuss this for a second. One of the reasons why the U.S. dollar is such a strong currency is the same reason why the British pound was such a strong currency in its day. The reason is the economic and military might of the country backing that currency. Nobody is at the point of challenging us yet. Will they be someday? I hope I'm dead by then, but it's possible. Well, it's definitely possible. I mean, you don't have to go back that far to before the United when the United States was an emerging market. Mm -hmm. Like 150 years. I mean, it, you know, we were, you, but, you, but the stock 150 what, years stocks, is five bonds, generations. You know, Okay, I'm just saying it could it happen? Sure. Okay. But again, my still my take is I'm not going to argue with you on that because I don't know. But what I do know is I'm not sure what I would do differently even if I did. Right. Let's assume it's going to happen. What are you going to change? Right. I would I have a globally I mean, diversified portfolio to make sure exactly. I had it all covered. There. You don't try there to time the go. market yeah. because then yeah. you have to be right not just about what is happening but when it happens. And I'm going to add one more thing. One thing we do know, one thing we know unequivocally is when you move money out of the market and try to move it back in, you can call it timing, you can call it whatever you like, you end up with less money. Yep. That I can guarantee. I can guarantee it. There are hundreds of studies that have looked at this. And you, well, you can't guarantee it because they be could right get twice. lucky. They could get lucky yeah, twice. Okay. But. But the study after Almost study shows people who move their money around end up with less. So the idea that you would do that in anticipation of something is is really a bad idea. I'll put it that way. Really is. Mark, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Follow that one. Right. Yeah, go ahead. A couple questions about a couple individual stocks. What your thoughts were on um, and one of them is Cisco. It's kind of a dog, and the other one is Paramount. I got, I got some Paramount preferred, some Paramount. I got kind of it's got a good dividend, but I'm just kind of on the fence on the Paramount whether I uh, whether I dump it or just just wait the year and a half till you know till it breaks even with dividends. Um, okay, two things. I'll give you two answers. One, yes, I would absolutely dump the Paramount because it's a preferred stock. It has really no growth potential. All it has is the dividend. Two, yep. I would dump the Cisco because you're owning individual stocks. Could Cisco fail? 
Absolutely. Heck yeah, it's a Especially tech in stock. That industry. And, yeah. and tech mm -hmm. gets gets uh, usurped, gets uh, gets changed. It changes so fast that these companies become obsolete and and have in the past almost overnight. Owning individual stocks is pure gambling. It's super super dangerous. Super dangerous. So I would sell them both. I would sell them both. I would not own individual stocks. I think we both agree it's a waste of time. It's a potential waste of money. And it is really nothing more than just gambling through your broker as opposed to in a casino. 855-935-TOM. We're talking real money. And wow, if we had some unique calls today. <laughs> we really That's have. That's one way of putting it, yeah. Oh, okay. my goodness. They're really, I mean, wow. Usually usually our call is, I just got $100,000. What should I do with it? That's number one. Th these were not boring. <laughs> I want to start a new currency. I, you know, I, 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 855-935-TALK yeah. is our phone number. Well, it is a wacky world. 855-8255. Call now. It Call is now. a wacky world, and that's what this yeah. article from Bloomberg says. What to do with your money and your life in a wild, wacky new world. And uh, the to at the top of the hour, I talked about... Putting your cash in a mattress as opposed to putting it in a bank, which I think is a dumb idea. Now, Tom, here's a question for you from this article. This is actually yeah. the question. Oh. Quote, what's the deal with bonds now? Yeah, I mean, because bonds are an IOU, right? The idea here is the person issuing it is going to pay you back with some amount of interest in a period of time. So there's an aspect of more safety to it than stocks, which are just an investment in companies. So they have a reputation for kind of being safe. But last year, wow, adding to that wacky world, Don, you had the the Vanguard Total Bond Market Index lost 13%. There were bond funds that lost far more than that, by the way, that are longer duration bonds. They got creamed last year. Right, but by really the way, creamed. we have never, ever suggested long-term bonds. Never. Nope. Because they, that's what happens to them. Yep. They get creamed like stocks and they don't recover quickly. Short intermediates. They recover. They do recover. And, and so for many people, the moderate 60-40 portfolio, 60% 60 in stocks, 40% in bonds, lost somewhere about 14% last year. It's felt bad. So, But what about this year? What's happened this year? Well, here's what happens with bond funds. Those bond funds, and I just looked up a couple, the, the aforementioned Vanguard Total Bond Market Index Fund is up 4.3%. This year. Now, some of that is due to the fact that, you know, prices have gone up this year, right? Because people have trusted those bonds. But here's the other part that I think you need to know about bond funds. Bond funds old, own a series of maturities in them. It's not all the same year. As these funds are buying new bonds, those yields are going up, right? They're higher. They're, they're the old stuff they're getting rid of. It's being paid off. The government's paying off their debt at 1% or 1.5%. The new stuff's being issued at, well, you can go look it up, 4%. So now those bond funds have higher yields. They're returning a little bit. What do I expect? I expect in the long term we're going to get back to a more, I hate to say this, non-wacky, more normal market, right? I mean, where you're getting 3 4% a year from bonds. I don't have any idea about stocks, but the bond part of the portfolio is there. By the way, I looked up. 
the uh, dimensional intermediate term bond fund as well up 4.6% year to date. Don't know what the rest of the year look like, but I can tell you bond funds yields are going up because the yield of the bonds they are buying are higher. That we do know. Have been going up. Thank you. We past always tense. have to speak past, past. tense. Yeah. As a right. matter of fact, I'm kind of shocked that John, that he made the John, Joe over there, Tom, Ron, made a prediction. You made a prediction? Which is what? That that the that bonds were going to go back to normal? I, I hate to use that word because what is normal? Right? Yeah, it means they want the don't go up, life. they yeah. don't go yeah. down much. But that's the thing. What, the, what, short ter- what short to intermediate term bonds did was actually... What we expected them to do. True. When rates rise, the In value of yep. bonds fall. They they fall. But that's why you own short to intermediate term bonds, because even though the prices of them on the secondary market fall, what we're seeing right now is those two and three year, four year, five year bonds maturing at their face value. You see, the loss is only temporary to the fund. It is only temporary. They get that money back. And then they take it, as Tom said, and they buy new bonds at the new higher rates. That's why we keep with those. We don't We don't ever predict that you're going to... That anything's going to go up or down in any sort of a certain time frame. Which is why we def- we suggest you diversify. That makes that helps alleviate a lot of that anxiety. Yeah, way, it's not it's not just stock diversification. It's diversification of type of securities between stocks and, and bonds. bonds. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And because we can't predict, that's that's a, an inherent problem. Nobody can accurately and consistently predict what the future is going to be. Tom and Don are talking. to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. In radio time, you have about 10 minutes. About 10 minutes to call us at 855-935-TALK if you were planning on doing it today. So give us a call, 855-935-8255. So continuing on our... um, on our journey through the article, What to Do with Your Money and Your Life in a Wild New World from Bloomberg Business Week. Bloomberg Business Week. That's a lot of b- 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 bees. Yes, indeed. All right. Here's the one. This yeah. is the one. This is the big one. We're going for uh-huh. the big one now, ladies Please. and gentlemen. Are stocks cheap? Three words. You want my answer? You want my answer? Yes, are stocks cheap? Three word. Yeah. I don't no. Wow. Wait a minute. Sorry. Sorry. Wait a minute. What kind Go of financial guy are you <laughs> yeah. if you won't I lie? This. I hate this so much because it either does one or two things. If you are invested in stocks, you think, hmm, maybe I should sell now because if they're asking this, maybe they're not. and I need to get out of the market, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you have money, you're thinking cash. Well, I don't want to invest now. I'm going to wait till they get cheap to get in at the bottom. Mm-hmm. No, 
Nobody, nobody knows the bottom. But all these articles ask this question. It's all you hear on CNBC. Oh. If you sit and subject yourself to that noise all day, it's almost as annoying as The View. Um, just to sit there and watch those heads talk to each other. <laughs> oh, my God. The View? We got like 35 people talking simultaneously. <laughs> I mean, with us, at least there's only two. Yeah, touche. Talking uh, over touché, each yeah. other. Uh, <laughs> so, no, okay, back to our stock's cheap. We don't know. But here's the thing about any, actually, this is true of the bond part as well. You should own these securities dependent on a few factors. Number one, what rate of return you seek. Number two, how much volatility ups and downs you're willing to accept. And number three, how soon until you need the money. Those things have nothing to do with whether stocks are cheap or bonds will rebound or whatever. Or new currency is going to come in place. Don't matter. We don't know. You don't know. But you do know those three things, hopefully. And if you don't, you should take the risk quiz. You should have a plan that says, here's what I'm trying to do. That's and, it. And if you're like most people, you invest slowly. Like you earn money. You earn a little bit of money every month or maybe a lot bit of money every month. But along the way, you do like like Tom and I do. You put some money into your 401k and and every month you're buying stock, whether it's high or low. Good point. So you're getting a price between the high and the low, which is a pretty good place to get in. If you can get in between the high and the low and then just ride it for decades back up to new highs, which, by the way, have always happened. Always. And they will again. Yeah. Always. They've happened since the beginning of stock trading. Prices in general have risen. The value of economies have risen. Stock, the stock markets in the U.S. go up three out of every four years on average. And last year was a down year. I mean, here's the other thing about this entire situation. Our intuition, our emotions do us wrong with this. When the market's at record highs most people think hey i gotta put money in because stocks are hot after the market goes down like last year they think well i don't want to invest in something that went down no that's what i'm saying to so your has emotions gone are down God, has gone leaving you to the wrong conclusions you're exactly right don you should have a regular systematic plan if you're investing and then the other three things i mentioned earlier otherwise it's a, just a it's conversation it's it fills the pages but it really has no impact on you directly because you are about you and your life, not about this. And doing it the right way is so easy. You don't even have to think about this stuff. Like the next question, which is, what's all this I hear about a recession? What's this recession business I'm hearing about? Should I be worried about a recession? It might steal all my money, those sneaky little recessions. They sneak the up on you and they steal your money. They grab it right out of your pocket. <laughs> which may happen anytime anyway. Goldman Sachs now says... Uh, they believe the odds of a U.S. recession in the next 12 months are 35%. I'm not sure what that means. Does that what mean there's 65% chance we won't get a recession? I guess. I just, so wait. But, there's a better gotta, chance we won't. There's That's up, by the way, from 25%. That's a silly thing again. There's no reason to consider and, investments. And period. it's baked into the cake. Exactly. The Thank you. expectation that 35% chance is already built into the stock market. So, okay. 
this is fun stuff. I just really love it. Uh, John, thanks for the call. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Yes, glad to uh, be on the radio, and I appreciate your show and the help. Our pleasure. Uh, so my question is, uh, so it's actually um, uh, for my mother. She's 78 years old, and my dad uh, just recently passed. And uh, so he left. He She has about $90,000 that he had in his 401K, and they have about $100,000 uh, just in savings. And we're just wondering where the best place would be to put, you know, that money to extend oh. as long as possible. Uh, we're into it. We're back to our normal questions, Tom. This is money that 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 is being spent on a regular basis, correct? Uh, yeah. So she's got the, yeah. you know, the I think it's right about a hundred thousand in savings. The rest is still in the my dad's four hundred one k that we haven't done anything with yet. Yeah, I I, I don't know enough out. to know. Yeah. Yeah. The simple thing, like the 401k could be a target date kind of product because they're, you're going to have substantial amount of bonds, right, due to your mother's age. The rest yeah. of it I wouldn't mess around with. I would keep it in a high-yield savings account that's making now today 4%. A high-yield savings, okay. Yeah, shop yeah, around. There's cash, some really great yeah. rates out there. It's really and – that, okay. and then the other – the money that's in the retirement plan, not to mess around with it too much, just to – Target date, target date. I don't know, twenty fifteen or twenty ten or something like that, right? I mean, I don't, I wouldn't mess around with that very much. Okay, so just kind of leave that. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, the well, I mean, eventually you don't want to. You, you don't want to do anything crazy. The money is going to. No. You're you, you're going to use it. You're using it, right. uh, and you need to keep it reasonably safe. You want a little bit of a growth component, and that's where that target date fund comes in. Yeah. Gives you something. Eventually, that money, I believe, will have to come out because if it was in your father's name anyway, it needs to go into come out. But then it can remain. It can remain yeah. invested uh, after it comes out and, and the taxes are paid on it. But but uh, the, the how they should be invested, it doesn't matter whether it's in an IRA or out of an IRA. You need to have a portion in something like a target date fund so that you still have some exposure to the equity market. And with a with a with a twenty. 20 or a 2015 or whatever it is target date fund it's going to be very low yeah you're gonna it's going to be more than half maybe in bonds at that point more so than sure yeah yeah so i hope that works thanks so much for the call john we really appreciate it sorry about your father um glad you're taking care of your mom good job uh, and we are uh, going to sneak away for a minute remember you can call us 24 7 at 855-935-TALK 855-935-8255 as well as going to talkingrealmoney.com with your questions Your real life and real future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And if you need a little bit more time than you're going to get asking us a question on the show or asking it on the podcast, remember, and we started this a long time ago, a long time ago, we have an investment advice firm. We People pay us to manage their money. That's part of the deal. It's what we do. Part of what we do. We do this too. Uh, but 
we know that not everybody needs to hire us, that there are a lot of people getting started. There are a lot of people who, well, just do it themselves and do it quite well. But often there are really complex questions that come up that require more time. Now, most advisors are going to say hire us or hit the road, but we're going to say we'll help you. Just set up an appointment with one of our advisors. No cost, no obligation, no high-pressure sales pitch. You just do it at TalkingRealMoney.com and click Meet an Advisor. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee only fiduciary investment tax or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.